Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Infinite Improvement Podcast with myself, Coach Christo, and of course, Coach Andres. Today, we're going to be talking about, like we, like we said last week, uh, what made us special as players. Um, so we'll each tell our little, uh, you know, tell our little story uh, and go through what we think uh, made us special as players. Uh, before I hop right into my story, I just want to say, like, I think it's very, very important for players to be, um, I think self-awareness is super, super important, uh, you know, for people, but also, you know, uh, definitely as athletes as well, like knowing the player you are, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, knowing what sets you apart, those things, it's, it's like, in, it's almost invaluable to, to kind of know yourself um, and, you know, I think like, uh, who, who was it who said like the knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Um, <laughs> I, I think maybe Greek philosophers, I don't know who said about yeah. it, <laughs> might've been like Socrates or something. Um, but yeah, I think that is really, really true. Uh, like, how are you going to set up your training? How are you going to, um, you know, try to become a better athlete if you don't know who you are right now. And I think it's a, something that a lot of players don't really have a grasp of. They don't really know um, who they are as a player. Um, and um, I think asking yourself this question, what makes you special is a good starting point. Uh, it's not like the end of the conversation that you have with yourself about, about yourself. Um, but it, I think it's a good starting point um, because it can be something that, you know, fills you with a lot of confidence, makes you feel good about yourself. Um, what makes you special. So we'll hop right into my story. Um, so I, uh, when I was playing for, uh, I was playing for an academy in Greece, uh, IL, um, FC, and, uh, I was playing for the under 18s, um, near, near towards the end of the season. Um, I got the chance to play a couple games with the under 21s. Um, I was one of the younger players on the under 18s. Um, so I will have been, uh, 15 or 16 at this time I was playing for, and I got to play up with the under 21. So the under 21 is basically the reserve team for the first team. Uh, you're allowed to have three players over the age of 21. So I was playing with mostly 19, 20 and some even like, you know, 23, 24 year olds, um, so I had a couple training sessions, obviously, before I got the chance to go uh, play in any games. Um, and of course, I didn't expect to get many minutes, if any minutes um, of, of playing time. Uh, but I was still, you know, uh, thinking it was going to be a really, really great experience. I, I like the coach a lot, actually more than the coach I had on my U18s. Um, so uh, I, I thought it was going to be a really great experience. It was an away game. So I went to got to go to Athens. Uh, spend a night in a nice hotel, hang out with the team. Um, I had a couple, you know, teammates of mine from the under 18s. So, you know, nice, nice group of group of players. Um, and uh, one, one of the, one of the players um, uh, who played in my position, I was a, a center defensive midfielder at the time um, who was on the under 21s did, did something, uh, yeah, a little bit stupid the night before, uh, before the game. <laughs> um, and the next morning, um, uh, before we left the hotel, um, we were getting our breakfast and the coach called me over to his table, uh, had me sit down 
And uh, although obviously the conversation was in Greek, so I can't translate it perfectly, but um, basically it was along these, along these lines. Um, Christo, you're very small, you're very weak, and you're not the best technical player on this team or the best technical player who will be on the field in this game today. But you are a very smart player, and that's why you'll be starting today. All right? I don't want you to try to be anything you're not. I don't want you to you know, try to you know, play out of your mind or anything. I want you to trust yourself, trust the decisions that you'll make, trust that they're the right ones, and just follow through on them. So although it started off very negative and I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Um, I mean, I was, you know, I was, I forget if I was 15 or 16, uh, let's say 16. Um, so, but like I, I was, and I was a slight kid. Like I wasn't like super built or anything. I wasn't very tall. Um, but I do believe that that was what made me special as a player was my, brain, my intelligence, my like game IQ, I guess. Uh, so maybe fitting that I, I've, I've turned into a coach. Um, but yeah. basically, uh, to be a little bit more specific, I think that something that I did very, very well as a player was anticipate what other people were going to do. Um, so I've played in a lot of different positions um, for like a long time, like, not like I was just like always moving around, but like I played as a center back from when I was like 12 or 13, you know, for, for a couple years until I was playing as a center defensive mid and also sometimes as a center back. Um, and then eventually I made a transition, uh, later on in my career to play a more of, more of an attacking role. Um, but I think that, uh, like I can remember, like, bits of like my best plays from every, every position. I remember in that game specifically, um, there was a moment where I, um, you know, I, I wasn't going to win, you know, a 50, 50 ball by going in at the same time as someone else. I was going to have to get there before, uh, the other person, if I wanted to win a one, uh, a 50, 50 ball. Um, and I remember this moment, uh, when one of the center mids was receiving a pass, uh, I believe from a center back. And I managed to just step in front of him, intercept the ball, start a nice counterattack. We didn't score or anything, but um, it was like one of the plays that stands out to me from that specific game. And there's similar moments um, in, you know, when I was playing as a center back, um, it's not like I was like making incredible tackles all the time, but I think just like stepping in front of an attacker or, um, you know, anticipating that they were going to get the ball and moving towards them to not give them space to turn little things like that. And it's kind of the same thing when I moved into more of an attacking role. Um, I think that it was very interesting for me because I know like, I feel like I kept that as I like recreated myself into more of an attacking player. Um, but you could, I could see like the mistakes coming from the, um, uh, from, from the defenders. I could anticipate like, oh, this is going to be a bad touch or, you know, the, this attacker is, you know, out of position. What run can I make um, to, uh, you know, to, to create space for my team or whatever it was. I, I like uh, think just thinking like a lot of my highlights 
are me capitalizing on mistakes. Um, and sometimes when I've, when I've posted them, people are like, oh my God, what was that goalkeeper doing? What was that center back doing? But I think like almost every goal is the result of a mistake at some point. And some mistakes are more obvious than others. And some mistakes are really, really subtle. Like you can see someone being out of position, but sometimes it's literally a step out of position is the mistake that can lead to a goal. Sometimes, you know, the, the center back literally just gives you the ball. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a big difference between those things. But I think that that thing that set me apart as a player um, was my, you know, uh, my decision making and more specifically my ability to anticipate what other people were going to do on the field, uh, including probably my teammates as well. But uh, most specifically, like the people that I was playing against, I knew he was going to try to take me on in a 1v1. And that, that lets me know like what, what I have to do to, you know, to stop that this defender, I, I can set, he's going to get pulled out of position. So I'm looking at that space, knowing that's going to open up and I'm ready to make my run there. Um, so always, you know, thinking, uh, kind of one step ahead. And I think it's interesting because a lot of players want to be something that they aren't. Um, and I already mentioned this a little bit, but like, I, I was, uh, I was never, uh, you know, a player who was going to take on, you know, defender after defender after defender. But what I was going to do is drop into some space, turn, pick up the ball and run at defenders. And, and if, if I had to take them on at the end, okay. But a lot of the time it was just to pull them out of position to play my teammates in or something. And I think, um, I think that that's, uh, something that a lot of players struggle with is wanting to be a player that they're not. If you are, uh, you know, and, and in, like incredible at one thing, know that and play to your strengths. If you're not, if you're very slow, you're never going to be, you know, a winger who's, you know, running up and down the touchline. Uh, if you're, if you're very, um, I don't know if, if you're not a good dribbler, you know, you can improve your dribbling, but at the same time, what, what if you're like the most incredible passer? So I think playing to your strengths is something that's really important yes. and something that I think I did pretty well uh, with the help of my coaches helping me to understand the player that I was. Um, I think that's, that, that's something that I, that I did well. That's, a, that's an interesting point because what I'm going to say might seem like it has nothing to do with um, – the other day I was reading the Bible <laughs> um, and uh, there's this book uh, called Leviticus and it's very heavy on, on rules. Um, and so it's a book that normally everybody tries to stay away because it's like, it's boring and, and you don't want. And so there's almost the entire book is like, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. And I was, it's all these, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. And then as I'm reading, I'm like, God, why can't you just tell us what to do? Uh -huh. <laughs> um, that would be so much easier. Um, but as I kept reading it and I started to like think of, of uh, my personal experiences, like I started to realize that um, the do nots get you closer to what you should do. Um, and so sometimes identifying what you're actually not good at, like you're saying, um, will help you actually unveil what is that uniqueness or that differentiator. And and it takes patience because we want to go straight to the what am I or what differentiates me. Um, but it might actually be um, 
uh, a more um, what's the word I'm looking for? The journey will will be enriched if you understand these do nots because in those moments you understand who other who outside of you may have these do nots because in, in soccer at the end of the day is is a team sport and so my do nots um, somebody else may have them but if but they also have do nots and maybe I have theirs. Um, and so it gives you more perspective um, as as a as a team. Um, but but yeah, I think I think you shouldn't be intimidated by understanding what you're not good at. We're we're not supposed to be good at everything. And if you try to be good at everything, you're gonna be average at everything. Yeah, you know, or um, less than average, or less than average on everything. Um, what at what point? First first question would be like, you gave an example of a game. Um, was that the turning point for you to identify this? This is what differentiates me. Did you know that before the coach s- exposed that, um, or was it later on as you became a coach that you realized that? Oh, this was what differentiated me. Yeah, I think um, I think it's it's interesting you say like you know do not the the do nots like there's obviously there's going to be a lot more things that you're bad at than things that you're good at, right? Like and obviously like. Um, a, a lot of that is like, you know, you can get good at almost anything. Um, so like, but at the same time, we are all different. We all have, you know, our strengths, um, our strengths and our weaknesses. Like as soon as you start playing, you're a different player than, than the player you're playing against. And you have to know that, um, you know, and, and not try to be, uh, be that player, like be the best version of you. That's something that we've said before on this podcast. Yeah. Don't try to be anyone else. I think that yeah. it's people want there to be like the moment that you realize something. I don't think realizations happen like that very often. So like I probably had an idea of the player that I was before that conversation. And that conversation obviously like pushes me in a certain direction. Right. But it's not like from that moment on, I knew the player that that I was. And I I was like, like that day I played very well because I was reminded of what I needed to do in that game to be successful as an individual. We actually lost the game, um, which, you know, was disappointing. And, you know, uh, but I like the the coach like spoke to me afterwards and like that was very pleased with my performance because I I did what I needed to do in that game um, for, for the most part. It's not like I didn't make any mistakes, but I do. Uh, I did definitely, you know, play a very good game, but it's not like every game from there on out was good. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. always moments where you kind of, uh, you know, you play badly and sometimes like you you lose yourself a little bit, um, you know, at, it, through, at, at different moments in your career. So. I don't think it was like, like that moment is one of the, one of the moments that helped me realize it. But, you know, there were other coaches down the line saying, oh, Christo, you know, you're really good at this. Let's play to your strengths. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there were other moments where I had a, a really good game and I was looking back and I was like, why was I successful there? And I wasn't successful in this other game. Was I trying too hard to do uh, things that I don't really need to do? Um, was I trying to be a player that I'm not? Um, so I think like there, there, and there were obviously there were coaches before that, you know, when I was like 12 or, or 14 uh, telling me, you know, that, that this was my strength. 
um, you know, or like, you know, playing me in a, in a certain position, uh, maybe that I wasn't very happy with, um, and saying like, this is why this is, this is your strength. It might've not have been like anticipation exactly, but like, you know, my intelligence for a certain position at that point. Um, and so, so I think like, it's not like picking a specific moment, um, that changes everything. It's more like Mm -hmm. the gradual realization and different moments kind of push you in a certain direction. Um, but you know, you're not going to go from here to here, uh, overnight it's, you know, it, it goes slowly and the, the process is, you know, backwards and forwards. You take two steps towards yourself. You take a step away, you take a couple steps back, uh, you know, forward, a couple steps back. Yeah. And do you feel that, um, so for example, the coach came to you and said, you're, you're not the best at this, 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 and this, um, in the process of realizing, okay, is that that I'm horrible at those, but like, these are just not my strengths. Did you feel at any point that it helped you be less tough on yourself when you proved that you weren't the best at those, but you knew that this is my, this is my sweet spot? Or did you still try to um, improve these things that you were, and you would take it very personal when you had a bad touch or when you had some of these deficits? Um, so just, just trying to understand um, how you took it, how you worked around it, um, knowing your sweet spot or get, starting to learn what your sweet spot is. Did it help you um, be less tough on yourself when, when you're maybe uh, weak, weaker attributes or weaker parts of your game or came to expression in a game? Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I think, like, a big thing is, like, you know, I, I, I was I was – a lot younger than the other players. So he wasn't telling me anything that I didn't know, you know, like um, he would like, and I think that sometimes you have to hear someone else say something to like, really like be like, okay, yeah, you're right. Now, like I have to figure out uh, dealing with this. Like, so you problem solve rather than um, like just uh, getting really frustrated or something. Right. So like he's telling me, the way that I'm going to work around being a little bit or a lot smaller, being a lot weaker, um, you know, being, uh, being like technically, like, it's not like he said, like, you know, your touch is horrible. It's going to let you down every time. Yeah. And like compared to other kid, like the average kid, my age, I was probably like quite athletic. Right. But like in the context that you're in, you know, you need to, you need to work with that. Like someone like, you know, I, we, we talk a lot about, you know, you know, great players um, and like someone like, um, you know, Messi, I know PSG are out of the Champions League. Messi is a horrible player now, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, uh, watching him play, I've actually watched a couple of his games recently and he's like, he's a very different player and not, um, you know, you can say he's a worse player, uh, but he's playing in a very different way. Um, he's not taking on defenders all the time anymore. Um, but he's, you know, maybe he's not that player who's going to dribble past your whole team and score anymore. I think, you know, most people would say he's not, but that doesn't mean that, you know, he can't recreate himself into being like a, a more deep lying playmaker in a way that's, that could, that could be very, very effective. Right. So like yep. knowing, um, it's, uh, in, in the context that you're in, what are your strengths and weaknesses, right? Like if I go to the park and I play pickup, 
maybe I can dribble by everyone and, and score, you know, an outrageous goal or something. Um, if I play against, you know, my, my niece, uh, maybe I can, uh, you know, <laughs> not lose a single one V one, um, you know, but like if in the context that I was in, you know, is a, a, a good level. So it's not like him telling me that I'm smaller or weaker or not the best technical player is going to like destroy me as long yep. as he gives me that thing to hold on to that way to kind of problem solve. Um, yep. I think like giving one of the, one of the most important things coaches do is like empower players to, to like figure it out themselves. Um, and he, he wasn't saying like in every situation you have to do this. He was saying, Christo, today, I want you to play intelligently. That's what you're going to do anyway, but just hear it from me so that I, I can, so that you know that you're doing the right thing and to trust yourself and just to try to make the right decisions and play quickly and, you know, play, uh, play, play kind of like naturally, like you, like we talked about before. Um, yeah. you know, I, th I think that's, uh, giving me though that like that way around uh my weaknesses was was the the thing that made it it didn't it didn't seem like uh you know it started out i was like what are you what are you saying to me but like you know it it wasn't uh by the end of the conversation i didn't feel frustrated i didn't feel like he thought i was a bad player you know on the contrary yeah. i thought he really believed in me um you know so it was it was a good it was a good feeling yeah and I think one of the things that you said that was really good was sometimes we limit ourselves to to identifying our strength in one season and trying to replicate that in all of the seasons um, of our life um, as a player, as a coach, whatever it may be, and identifying that like it could be dictated by your environment, by your uh, age. Like Messi can probably not work or dribble as much as he could Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo that. was like a winger taking on players in one v ones every game. He hasn't been that for a while, and you know that if he's yeah. successful as he is now, that's fine. Yeah, and I, one of the problems is like, um, am I lagging a little bit? Or no, I think you? I think you're okay. I'm good. Um, yeah, I think I think sometimes we feel that like our peak or our best moments are behind us. Um, and it should never be that way, regardless of, of what stage you are in. And I think that will help you try to seek new ways to to um, to hit new peaks. And so, yeah, maybe your your intelligence was was that. Um, and then now your experience maybe adds something different. Um, and maybe you because of your experience, you can play center back in your last few years might be center back or whatever it may be. But but identifying that. If you if you dwell on oh I was really good at this back then and, and oh the good old days um, then you're gonna limit your your today um, and and I think a lot of players it starts with like when we look at professionals and we see and we are judging Messi and Ronaldo for not doing all the these other things but like okay take any human being at the age that they are at now Ronaldo and Messi and put them in that um, spectrum of being the the best or two of the best in the world. And, and adjusting to everybody seeing them play for the past 20 years and everybody building systems to stop them and they're still thriving. Um, so it's, they're still doing something uh, unbelievable. Um, if Messi decided to continue to dribble, I wonder if he'd still be playing. He'd either be injured or he'd no longer be effective. Um, so, so I think 
and we talked about this in one of our podcasts, like the the power of recreation um, is 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 what is going to keep your career relevant. Um, and I think I think the sport and life re- requires you to be relevant. It's like what was good yesterday, um, you just and, fi- and also like find the transferable stuff. Like what from yesterday can can uh, almost um, spark the today. Um, but one, don't get caught up in 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 how good you were yesterday, um, and don't be intimidated by your by your cannots or your weaknesses. Um, and coaches, like definitely, like you said something so good. Like we empower. Like if you don't teach anybody anything, but you empower a group of players, they're gonna they're gonna reach a, a higher potential, which is it's, it's what we're there to do. Yeah, I mean, like it's crazy. Like I I know this will be like much more pronounced in, in a couple of years, but like you know, seeing my daughter, like, try to, like, you know, grab stuff or, like, do this, uh, or, like, watching her, like, you know, little eyes, like, looking around at the world and stuff, like, um, but also, like, working, having worked with so many, you know, young players, and even, like, really young players, um, you know, kids are smart, kids figure stuff out for themselves every day, you know, you don't, I think a lot of coaches talk too much, rather than like, you know, not enough. Um, and I, you know, that's, that's something that I've definitely, you know, worked on because obviously I like to talk. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, like uh, players figure things out, people figure things out. Yeah. You just need to help, you know, you just need to give them the tools to do that. And, you know, let, uh, if you're in a position of power, let them know that you trust them uh, to, yeah. to figure it out. Don't tell someone, uh, you know, how to do something, tell them what to do and see if they can figure it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that actually happened to me this past week um, on Monday after the session, like I got in the car and I was, I, I didn't feel like we enjoyed the session. I didn't feel like the players enjoyed the session. I didn't feel like I enjoyed the session talking about the 06 team. And it was like, it felt like it was the coach and the players, like we didn't, we didn't um, sync, and I was really aggravated um, at the session, at the players, and at myself. And this is what I love to do. Why am I leaving not happy um, on my ride home? And um, I just kept, and we had a scrimmage the, the next day, um, and and I just kept, I tried my best to like. It, where is it my fault? Where is it their fault? Where is it a collective or not fault? But where is where is the yeah. issue? that's making it happen. Um, and, and I think we, we all like try to take our personal role and try to impose what we bring. And so as the coach, I feel like, Oh, I got to impose a style of play. Um, and then the players, um, they've been together. They were together before I came, uh, most of them. And so like, they want to, they, they won the entire last season with, a. uh, without me being there in a different league. Um, and so for them, that's the style that has worked. And then the, you have a bunch of individuals who their style has worked for them in high school and throughout all of their youth. So it's a, it's a million different styles that are coming together. Um, and on top of that, you have like the players that one of them wants to be like Neymar, one of them wants to be like Xavi, one of them wants to be, and then the coaches we have, like one of them wants to be like Pep, one wants to be like Club, one of them wants to be like Xavi. Um, and so, and so the only thing that I could, I could think of before our scrimmage was like, I was like, Hey guys, like 
we'll, we'll give each other, like, I'll try to give you guys principles, which will help us create an identity. But I, I need to do a better job of, of not imposing a certain style because it's our first time together. And I think it's almost like if you think of, I don't know, Picasso and, and he was trying to get a drawing. Like, I'm sure he had a lot of really average sketches um, until he started getting into these really uh, this identifying his style and, and who he was and how he painted. So the style is going to like, why don't we stop trying to be a cheap replica of Barcelona or a cheap replica of Neymar, or a cheap replica of Pep? Um, and why can't we create this new um, unique style of Avi Villa 2006 with these players? Um, and that's tough because there's going to be nights like Monday where we all leave like, damn, yeah. this sucked. <laughs> um, this was a horrible sketch. Um, but again, just reminding you need those. That, like, you need yeah, those. You need those. You right? need those. Yeah. You need those. Um, because that's a do that's one of those don'ts. Like Andres, don't get so angry when it doesn't look the way you want it to look. Um, be a little bit more patient with, with the players. And if if you guys don't leave happy, you, you defeated the purpose of of a game. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I think it's intimidating um to to not see um what we imagine right now and the style right now, or the player wants to play like Messi and I don't look like Messi right now. Like, well, first of all, I don't know that you should be look, trying to look like Messi, look like whoever you are. Um, so, so yeah, I think you, you talk about exposing your, yourself. Um, and in this world where like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook have so many uh, things that we can replicate or or attempt yeah. to do to do alike um it's a tough balance because we lose we lose who what we can add to to the sport as a player as a coach um and with the different team maybe i could do a different uh style um and and so like not limiting ourselves as coaches either that like i come to implement a style and we're going to be known for this style is it even actually your style did you just get it from watching soccer so yeah. It's funny. I feel like my like best ideas for videos or for like questions to ask players or like stuff for this podcast, like they don't happen on social media, even though like it's constantly like every, every post or video that I watch could be like another idea. The best ideas come to me when I'm driving my car, listening to music, like literally because they just appear in my brain. Like, obviously they're coming from somewhere. I'm not saying like I'm a genius and all these ideas are like just coming from me. They're coming from like a conversation I had, or maybe even like a a video I watched or something, but it's not in that moment. Like I need, I need the the time to kind of like create that myself um, in in my mind or like make it my own. Um, And they, and that's when they like the ideas kind of like, you know, just, just flow. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, just, just uh, something we get, we about. get, I think you've said it before we get in, our, we get in our own way. Yeah. All right. Ready to transition over to, uh, Andre's story. Yo, remind me of the question. <laughs> what makes you special as a player? I know. I feel like as it's a- always, we, we go into like a, a bunch of different, um, areas, but always good. What makes, what makes us, what made me special as a player? Um, you didn't identify one, like you didn't, I don't have to pick one. I can pick. No, no. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, so one thing, the game that comes to mind actually is, uh, it was a regular season game. UMass Lowell against, uh, Brown, Brown university. Um, and it was, uh, I think we were, 
that season, uh, we went like fourteen or fifteen games. I can't remember without like without losing. Um, and I think that was maybe the the seventh or eighth. And so every day, like before the games, we like we would have our team talk and like we'll put like seven o and one uh looks better. I mean, looks worse than eight o and o. Um, and so we were always like, is this gonna be the one? Like, and and then like the the university had never had such a uh a, a good season results wise. And so there was always this thing as like, are they are they on a lucky streak? Are they just on a wave? What's going on? Um, and so I remember that that game. It was like, hey guys, let's just do the same thing that we've been doing. Um, and and trust in in our style and our ability. Um. And go out there and play. And so we had a very like uh, you could point out our style. Like we, we would try to to have the ball as much as possible. And um, by the end of the game, we would always be up, and we stuck to the style. Um, and in that season, I was moved to uh, wing back in a in a three five two, um, which was tough for me because I I enjoy being in the middle more. Um, and so we were down at half. One zero, um, and we we had we had been playing our way, um, and uh, it felt like we were in control of the game, but we were not in control of the score. <laughs> and so, and so like always, was, funny when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, are you actually in control of the game if you're not winning? Um, and and yeah, so Italy was have, in control of the game yesterday. <laughs> yeah, they're not in the World Cup. <laughs> um, and then and then at half, I remember like we we were in the team talking, and we we're like. Like we normally score more than two goals or at least two goals per game. Like if we just commit and keep playing the same way, um, uh, it's gonna it's gonna come. And if and if it doesn't, then it's just one out of the so many games. And and so it, it even started to break our pre pre game talk that like the eight was more important. It's like no, now it's just the identity. Um, and and that will probably get us to the eight more likely. So we got into the second half. Um, and then um, I I I felt limited a lot of the season because I was wider and I couldn't um, help uh, as much in the middle. And so I had to throughout most of the beginnings adjust to like, how can I bring these characteristics of a midfielder out wide, which was mainly why I was put out there because if we want to put the best 11, then we're going to have to put people maybe in positions that they don't um, feel normal in. Um, and so they played the ball out wide and then, um, we were in their half, and then I, I did this really uh, nice ball around the entire back line, right into uh, our forward who was coming in, and then he he one touch uh, put it in the back of the net. Um, and so that was like the first air that like, oh, okay, it's under control. But for me, it was like, wow, I was a midfielder out here, and 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 it was actually a very very good pass, and and. I think one of the things that differentiated me was my passing ability, my my ability to imagine something and be able to execute it, um, but not so much um, alone. Because when you when you're a good passer, you have to make sure that it it connects the weight, um, the length of um, is your is your the player you're passing to fat, a fast player? Is he good in the air? Is he good on the ground? Does he have a good touch? And so I think I was able to I was good at creating those and then putting the ball where I imagined that it was going to happen. Um, so the first thing was that was my ability to to pass. I think if you want to speak technically, um, my passing ability 
differentiated me um, as a player. And then the game went on and it was uh it was uh one one. And then um when there was uh I think there was like seven or eight minutes left, our midfielder, one of our, our defensive midfielder, went down on an injury. And then as soon as he went down, I was like. I'm going to go back in the middle. <laughs> and, and so, um, and so whatever the substitution was, I ended up in the middle of the field. Um, and then um, there was either three or four minutes left. And then um, there was like, it was a ball and some guy was coming out. And then I, I went and I, I sli- slide tackled him. And then I, I put it over right over the defense. It was a, it was a different uh, forward. Um but knowing his characteristics, I, I I gave him the ball, knowing how he would fix that and and get a good chance. And then so he brought it down really well. Actually, Albra, who we talked about not too long yeah. ago, um, and then he put it down and then he scored and then two one. Um, and so again, it showed my ability to pass. And I think sometimes we we think that passing is um, the actual connection of the ball and where it lands, but um, passing has a lot to do with can you set up the player that's going to have the ball next in the best possibility for whatever they are going to do next. Um, and so that's, that's one of the things that, that I think differentiated me as a player, my, my imagination with the pass and to um, adjust my pass to, to the receptor. Um, I think that's been transferable when you remove the technical to do it with, with kids and youth players Um be able to set them up as well as possible for them to execute whatever they want to do next. Um, and then the other thing, so the first one is my passing ability. And then the second one would be um, my adjustability. Um, I think I think I have a way to, wherever you put me, I'm going to find a way to understand the, the spot on the field as a player, um, understand my options, uh, understand um, the danger, the risk factors, um, and work from my strengths. So from a midfielder, bring these anywhere on the field um, and help the team out. So I think um, adaptability would be the second thing um, that that I think I I execute at a high level. Um, and again, that's another trans- transferable thing. Um, I think when COVID hit, I was able to, I recreated uh my way of coaching and I created a, a curriculum and, and I created, we went infinite ballers online and it was a, it was a, it was a space to continue to coach and interact with players. So um, again, my adaptability to, to help the player or the person around me or in my team get to their next um, part of their life or their game um, as well as possible. So, so yeah, I think those are the two things uh, which interesting as, as you make me think about with all the questions that you asked, which are really good. Um, it's neat to see that they're actually all uh, unique qualities that transfer to anything that I do. And yeah. they've, they are the things that have made me stand out um, in one moment as a player. And as a player, it was on the field and running to the right places, passing the ball. And as a coach or with pandemics or with whatever it may be, having to adjust. Um, so, yeah, I think those are, those are the two things um, we ended up, eight and oh after that game um which was which was good um and uh and yeah i think i think that's i had to although i did really well those four to se- seven to f- no seven minutes left on the game the next game i was pulled back a wide again mm-hmm. so although i wanted to be somewhere i had to go back to like go and adapt again um yeah. and so and i had to do it and it was it was one of the best seasons um that 
that the university had. Um, and and I, I will give uh, some credit to, to players like me. And I wasn't the only one who had to adapt, but the, the our ability to adapt. And it was a team that was very good passing the ball. So again, those two things were characteristics that Andres brings to the table. So so that's it. That's yeah. my story. Those are yeah. my two things. Passion and adaptability. Yeah. So like, yeah. And the, like, I like how you made the the passing into like, you know, it wasn't just about passing. It's like setting other people up for, uh, up for success and then also being adaptable. So obviously, you know, you were, uh, maybe you weren't the one, uh, in the, in the spotlight, like, uh, you know, Abra making the, you know, the bicycle kick and being on ESPN top five. Um, but you know, you need like the, there are always these kind of like silent players in a team who maybe don't get the attention all the time, but are just like so incredibly important. And also like, I think it's a, it's a big lesson for, um, for younger players to learn because like, you know, uh, you're always in your mind, or at least like I, I was always like, you know, in my mind thinking about like, you know, the, the player that I was going to be was always the star player, right? Like that, you know, you, yeah. you want to be the one, uh, you know, in the, yeah, in yeah. the headlines, you want to be the one scoring goals or, you know, uh, yeah. with these, these incredible plays, but that's not, uh, you know, most players, most players go through like a lot of, uh, you know, most like being adaptable is just like so, so, so important because if you play at a high level, you're going to play for coach after coach after coach with different teammates, different teammates, different teammates, different teams, different teams, different like goals, yeah. different leagues, all of these things. You're going to have to adapt to all of that. And, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, like you will be successful by yeah. uh, setting, setting the team up for success. However, you can do it best. Um, yep. and you know, being adaptable is just like a, such a, uh, such a huge, uh, yeah. huge part of that. And a lot of players are young players. I find like can be very rigid. Like I like changing a young player's position can be like, <laughs> ooh, yeah. like if you get, if you went to Luke right now and said like, Luke, you're going to be a, so a, back. a <laughs> I almost said I was going to say fullback or something, but, um, but, you know, like taking that winger and making them into a fullback or taking that, you know, uh, because I know I had a little bit of a weird, uh, you know, journey myself, but most of the time it's players who play more of an attacking role being forced back or more of a central role, like you being forced wide. That's something that happened to me early on is like, in the academy, I always played central. So I was a center back, a center defensive mid. Uh, that was it pretty much. And then yeah. when I played men's, obviously, like I wasn't going to play as, as a center back as a 17 year old playing against, you know, 25 and 30 year olds. Um, I wasn't going to, I, I maybe I'm going to play like a defensive mid, but I didn't play that there much either. I was playing right back or left back. Um, and that's like a journey that a lot of people, you know, go through. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean you won't end up back in the middle at some point. Um, but if you're not like we talked about, like finding out, uh, you know, the whole, the, this whole, uh, you know, podcast started about like finding out who you are uh, and you won't find out who you are without finding out what you're bad you're at, <laughs> you know, what you're not. Yeah. What, 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 uh, what you're bad at. And there's a, there's going to be a lot more things that you're bad at. Like, um, yeah. and 
you know, if, uh, if, but if you don't find out out, you know, yeah, you won't, of, you won't figure out who you yeah. are. One of the most, uh, I think liberating things is as I, like I coach or when I played or was, was identifying that as a strength, um, adaptability and, and it helps you just walk into any space confident because even if you go into an interview, um, even outside of the sport is like when, and they normally ask you, what are your strengths? And, and so many times we go in and, and we, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And so like, it doesn't matter what you can do. What does the company need or what does the entity need? And then start from there. And then it's almost like you can disarm them because if you're adaptable, then I can do anything you, <laughs> you got over there. So, so you almost flip the interview and you're like, okay, my strength is adaptability. Uh, I have a set of skills. What does your company need? Because I can adjust these skills into that. Um, and so how do we find a way that you have them explain to you what is needed? And then now you start to pick your strengths and, okay, I can adapt this one this way. Um, as opposed to feeling like you're in the Turkish market selling your skill set. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and it helps you go into all, all these situations thinking a little bit less about yourself. Um, because I think like you were saying earlier, it's, we are our own, um, we get in the way of ourselves. And so trying to figure out like, well, how is my strength going to be, make this team better? How is my strength going to make this company better? Or well, what does the company need? What does this team lack? Um, and then adjust to that. Um, and, and I think if you, if you're able to flip it in that manner, um, you're going to find yourself on the starting 11 significantly more. If you're a player, you're going to find yourself on a callback from an interview. You're going to find yourself creating better teams because if you go in as a coach and you know that you have to adapt to 22 players, as opposed to 22 players adapt to you, um, your team is going to be much better. Um, so yeah, so, so seek adaptability, I would think, um, or find how your, your, your strengths can be adaptable um, to all of your spaces, I think could be a big, a big finding in, in, in yourself. It's interesting. Um, you taught, you said, you mentioned like, uh, think, think less of yourself sometimes. And obviously like, you know, I'm the, the, the confidence guy. Um, I, you know, I want people to believe in themselves, but like you, you also need to know yourself to, you need to know <laughs> yourself to, to actually believe in yourself. Um, yep. I, a little bit of a tangent, um, but it was, it was interesting to me because I just, uh, I, I just, um, found this out. Were you reading, when, the, were you, were you reading the Bible too? <laughs> no. Um, uh, when you, if you're taking a shot from outside of the box, where would you aim on the goal? From outside of the box? I mean, it depends on a lot of things. <laughs> would you, uh, in, in general, let, let's say you're taking, like, like, you can, it can be more than one place. Yeah. Where okay, wouldn't yes, you aim? Yeah. Where wouldn't I aim? Where the goalie is or where the defender is or outside of the goal. Okay. Yeah. So most, most players say like they wouldn't aim for the middle of the goal. Right. Cause that's probably where the goalie is okay. going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this actually it's the right decision is to aim for the goalie every time. Oh, so there's this, there's this, uh, concept that I, I recently, uh, um, uh, it's called uh, like dispersion. So basically it's the idea that athletes are almost never as good as they think they are. So let's say like when you're playing golf, you're aiming, you know, for, you know, whatever you're aiming for. Um, 
most professional golfers don't aim where they want the ball to go because if they aim where the ball, where they want the ball to go, it like the, you're going to miss most of the time. Right. So like you want to set yourself up to miss as well as possible. So if you're taking a shot and I thought that was really interesting because um, I applied it to shooting from outside the box. If you aim at the goalie every time you're going to miss almost every time and it's not going to go to the middle of the goal. If you aim for the corner, it's probably going to miss most of the time the corner, right? It'll either go more towards the middle of the goal or out of the goal. If you aim at the middle of the goal, you won't yeah, hit yeah. that middle of the goal most of the time. You'll hit the sides most of the time. So actually, what Did I, you was, see Gareth, it, messed with, it messed with my head so much. I was just like, this is this is this is crazy. Uh, no, I did. I didn't. I only I only had time to watch the Italy highlights because that was the game I was. Um, but but yeah, um, it was uh, it was it was crazy that like a lot of professional golfers like don't aim where they want the ball to go. They aim so that if they miss, it ends up as the, in the best spot they it can possibly uh, end up. So you know, just a little thing to think about. Like you have to know yourself. You have to know how good you are. But like, if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Because like, let's say like you shoot, like you aim for the middle, let's say like a third of the time you miss this way, a third of the time you miss that way. And a third of the time you hit the middle, like that means two shots are going to the sides. One's going in the middle. If you aim here, one shot's going there. One's going right at the keeper and one's missing. One's going wide. Yeah. So it was, it was an interesting concept. I'm not sure if if it applies like, directly but like this this idea of not uh not trying to be something that you're not not thinking that you're better than you are like accepting yeah. you know the kind yeah. of the what the yeah. what the truth yeah, yeah. right the reality um and dealing with that all right with that little you, you no, you got me you got me like imagining all these drills finishing drills <laughs> like people just <laughs> i will put a goalie in the middle and just shoot at them. um yeah uh, yeah, it is. I, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to experiment with it. Um, I think it's time for, uh, three key takeaways. I'll give, I'll give one, uh, right off the bat is, you know, don't try to be something that you're, that you're not, uh, we're all different. We all have our strengths and we all have probably many more weaknesses than, than strengths. Um, I'd say if you like, if someone asks you for your strengths and strength and you're listing off, like, 10, 20 things, like they're not, they're not strengths anymore. Right. Like most of us have like certain things, you know, you were able to narrow it down to two. Uh, I only had one thing, like, obviously I could come up with more if I needed to. So could you. Um, but like you're, if, if you try to be good at everything, not going to be good at anything. Um, so n- know what you're not. Uh, and from there you can kind of build what, who you are, what you are. Mm. Good. Um, I would go with adjustability, um, and and I think working off from what you said. If that's step one, and we want to put them in order, once you understand some of your strengths, can you uh, can you adjust them or like adapt them? Find find adapt- ways for those strengths to be strengths, not in, not in just this specific. So like you're passing, you're setting other people up for success. You were able to take that into as a coach, you're still setting people up for success 
even if yep. it's not by passing them the ball, it's by, you know, putting yep. them on the field. Right. Yep. Yep. So it's, it's, I think your strengths are trans, your strengths are transferable to pretty much all the crafts that you do. Um, so, yeah. So, so turning your strengths and turning your strengths into uh, adaptable tools. Yeah. Maybe that's the way. Yeah. Do you have a third one? Um, I, I took note of what you said. Like, I really like the way it sounded is miss as much as possible. Oh no, miss as well as possible. That was a good takeaway. Um, but I don't know if we unpacked it enough in this episode. <laughs> we'll, um, talk, we'll bring it up again after I've done some, uh, some experimenting with it. <laughs> I need to go play um, golf now. Uh, I've, I've never been, <laughs> I've never golf. been much, much of a golfer. I don't think I could I can't only, do it. only mini golf uh, for me. I can do it. <laughs> Um, I think, but I think like off of that, um, like just like realizing you had to realize what you're not, you had to like figure out your strengths and make those strengths like transferable to other situations. Um, and then like, I think like the last step of that is accepting who you are, right? Like accepting that you're not, you're not better than who you are. You're not worse than you are. You are who you are. Accept that and, you know, work, work within that. Um, like, obviously we can all become better at everything as we, uh, you know, as you work harder, as you take more touches, as you play more, you're going to get better. Um, but like, I think realizing who you are in like each moment, uh, you know, as you live, as you play, I think that's, um, that's it can, it can be very powerful yeah. like if it yeah. sounds it might sound like you know restrictive like you're putting yourself in a box but really it's not it's just about being you know kind yeah. of self-aware uh and well yeah grow, and that, well, that sets you up for success later right like you yeah. know the things you have to improve on and yeah. yeah and i mean as long as you're breathing you're going to be evolving so once you accept yourself also don't don't feel the need to uh, stay that stick to that because you will probably be asked to do something different in different spheres. Um, and you're actually going to evolve from that where you are to something else. So don't, don't see your strengths as something fixed as opposed to the strength is, is proof that there's things that I'm good at. And that means I can be good at some other things as well. Um, as opposed to like when, when you go into a situation where there's absolutely no passing <laughs> to yeah. be done with the ball, then you freak out, you know? Um, but uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So I say, yeah. Accept yeah. Like, the last one could be accept while accept yourself with open minds to evolve. Yeah. Accept yourself. Don't, don't limit yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Thank you for uh, listening to episode 10 of the Infinite Improvement Podcast. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, next week's topic is going to be uh, advice uh, that we got from someone outside of sport. Um, and we're able to transfer that into uh, obviously our life, but then also, um, you know, back into sport uh, ourselves in some way. Uh, so this one's going to be... Oh. That one might go for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a good one. I have, I have a, 
I have a, I have a gem for that one. All right. So, uh, thanks for, uh, listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, we are on, uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, and Amazon podcasts. Um, and we'll catch you again next week. Peace. All right. See you guys.